Hello, Married with Children podcast listeners. Before we get to today's show, we wanted to offer congratulations to our very own co-host, Annabelle Whitford, on her marriage to William Miller this Saturday, April 17th, 2021. As you all know, Annabelle is the world's one and only married maniac and our queen of Married with Children facts and trivia. As she walks the last mile this weekend to finally live out her Married with Children fandom to its fullest, we wish her and William a lifetime of health, wealth, and happiness together. The only unfortunate thing about being Mrs. Miller is that from now on on Halloween, she will be egging her own house. On Saturday, myself and all the Married with Children podcast co-hosts will be lifting Bundy mimosas in her honor from across the Pacific as they dance We've Only Just Begun Together. Congratulations, Annabelle and William. Annabelle, this is Stephen, and I just want to wish you and your fiancé the best marriage possible. I hope it has longevity. I hope it has a great future. And I just want to wish you guys the best. Hey, Annabelle, this is your friend, Chris, from Houston, Texas. Heard the news and just wanted to say congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I hope things go better than Al and Peg's wedding did, and I really hope things go better than Marcy and Jefferson's wedding. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I don't think you have anything to worry about there. But no, on a serious note, I just wanted to say uh, congratulations again, and I wish you both uh, many years of love and happiness And I hope all your dreams come true. And I also wanted to say thank you so much for everything that you've given to Married with Children fandom over the last 20 to 25 years. Uh, Believe me, it doesn't go unnoticed, and we're, we're all very thankful for it. Again, congratulations, and I wish you nothing but the best. Hello, listeners, and anybody who's tuning in to hear this, because This is Tyler Tigno, and I have a special message dedicated to the great and wonderful Annabelle and her soon-to-be, possibly hearing this, already husband, William Miller. Woo! Yeah! Get it! Woo! Uh, Seriously, Annabelle... William, I am so happy for you. Annabelle, you already know me. William, hi. My name is Tyler. Uh, Awesome American. Married with Children podcast person here. And I just wanted to wish you guys the best. I literally just got finished doing an awesome recording with your soon-to-be or already awesome wife. And wished her you know the best but this is going to be an official wish and i'm just so happy for you guys it's such a wonderful time to have a union um at any time especially now i mean we do a podcast called married with children there's no children yet but married and the intro to that wonderful television show is love and marriage and you know what we make jokes we talk cynical stuff about, you know, marriage and wives and husbands, but deep down we all respect it and we all love and celebrate when a union happens. And for you guys, applause. 
right here, right now for Annabelle and William. I wish I could be there. In a perfect world, I could totally hop a plane and just fly right out there. But unfortunately, I can't. So I'm just sending you all my love in spirit. Right here from Michigan, Motown itself in the metro area, Tyler's wishing you one hell of a rockin' Crocodile Dundee-ish, gotta throw in an Australian thing somewhere, wedding. Y'all have a wonderful time, and someday we'll all celebrate as a group. Okay. You guys have a great time. Bye. To Annabelle, a.k.a. Married Aniac, a.k.a. Bundiana, I wish you and your new husband William many, many years of happily wedded bliss and many, many good years ahead. You are two amazing people. It's an honor to have you both in my life, and I wish you very well. What more can I say? Uh, so happy for you guys. Congratulations. Whoa, marriage. Annabelle, this is Al. Just want to say congratulations to you and William. I hope you have a very happy marriage and who knows what you'll get after 16 years you know like 16 years and what do you get you know I guess we'll find out in 16 years right well congratulations than yours. Well, how could that possibly be? Well, what about the commercial? There's not gonna be a commercial. Why? I've got a zit! <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Married with Children listeners. It is season nine in the great year of 2021. My name is Tyler, and I've just gotten finished getting into slap fights with Shannon Dodry and having my ass grabbed by Bob Barker. Well, I'm Steven, and I guess it's just me and Buck now. Because if you're having dreams like that, I don't know if I want to work with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you going to sue Bob Barker now for that? (laughs) Can I I sue him if I liked it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. You see, we're trying to entertain you more than this episode we're going to be reviewing. Anyway, this is uh, Season 9, Episode 3. Director Jerry Cohen, writers are Larry Jacobson and Michael Moy. It aired on September 18, 1994. Special guest stars include Michael Francis Clark as the stage manager, Clito Augusto as director, Dennis Boone as Chinese actor, Don Bruno II as cameraman number one, and Dot Marie Jones as Lola. She was a showgirl. Oh, I'm kidding. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And the title of this episode is Kelly Breaks Out, which is a pun, capital P-U-N pun, on the fact that Kelly has an acne breakout and doesn't get her acting break. We get to talking about a great, uh, good, maybe not so good episode of Married with Children. What do you think, Stephen? You're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could be trolling them. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's awesome. No, it's not. For years, Kelly Bundy's been one of TV's most beautiful women. Your butt looks bitching. But this Sunday, she's getting a new look. So shocking, so horrifying. Wow. You've got to see it to believe it. Great Caesar's ghost. Catch Kelly's new look on an all-new Married with Children Sunday. But... Well, it's probably more of a double play because this was supposed to be her breakout role, you know, getting in this commercial. That well, I don't want to reveal too much yet. But it's you know, not so it's a, her breakout role. She's already been in a music video. She's already been a Weenie Tots girl. She's already been a, a model. She's been in Verminator. Like, yeah, those are all like, blah. But it's hardly her breakout role is this weird beer commercial. This is like a season three or four kind of Oh, maybe. Thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of a sad thing where she's like, oh, my God, I want to be in this commercial. Like, it fits for Kelly, but it also doesn't fit for the character development. It's like they backtracked. Maybe. It's just very unimaginative, and maybe we ought to get into the episode now so we can get this over with. Without further ado, let's get into Season 9, Episode 3, Kelly Breaks Out. We begin this episode with uh, usually one of my favorite scenes, uh, Al and Jefferson on the couch watching TV. Boy, what's the matter with sitcoms these days? Where's the new Arnold the Pigs? The new Barney Fifes? Where's the Grady's from Sanford and Son? Uh, take this guy. All he's done for the last 20 minutes is talk about which toothbrush is his. Yeah, like a real man would use a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> See what else is up. Oh, now this looks good. It's the new Barnaby Jones reunion show. Uh, Dad, that's, uh, that's the new Rolling Stones video. <laughs> that's not Buddy Ibsen, that's, uh, that's Keith Richards. I thought he looked a little old for Buddy Ibsen. <laughs> ah, the home shopping network. Boy, this is a good idea for women. It was a little too tough driving to the mall with a couch strapped to their ass. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, Peggy's still in Wanker County, right? Yeah, but not for long. Not since the doctor put her mom on a no-salt-lick diet. <laughs> she should be back on all fours any minute now. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh, look. White trash collector plates. <laughs> I'm glad Peg's not here to see this. Our first call is from Wanker County, Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'd like to order the Roger Clinton service for eight. Now, that comes with matching spittoons, right? You know, it's amazing. They don't even have gravity in Wanker County, but they get the Home Shopping Network. Yes, and I'd also like the Galuli soup terrines. And we go into my first complaint, Stephen. So this episode is so filled with pop culture references that I don't think anybody now 
under the age of 40, I'm sorry, Stephen, will get at all. <laughs> oh, I would totally agree with you on that. I would totally agree with you because, oh, man, uh, Barnaby Jones, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. I've never thought about that because I have no idea what that is. But yeah, all these names, and I'll just list them off right now that, I, that I'm remembering these names. I'm not looking at the notes right now. These are the names I remembered. Bar, uh, Barney Fife, Barnaby, whatever that last name is, Amelia Peel, Emily Peel. Then there's like, a, what was it, like Bill Robbie Clinton, Buddy Epson. Uh, Arnold I know, the Pig. Arnold the Pig, yeah. yeah. Roger Clinton Jr., which Dr- I was yeah. a person I didn't know existed, but I guess I should have. Tartanya Hardy and I recognize that name. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but I didn't know, and I recognize the name Jeff Galuli, but again, don't know who these people are, and they act like they do. But, you know, they also mentioned Grady Wilson, another recurring character, and all of these that are mentioned are sidekicks. Did you notice that? No, I did not. I was trying to follow along with the way they they were mm-hmm. describing it because they're like, we don't have to talk about this. Everyone who's watching this knows about Grady Wilson and all these side characters. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And then this whole weird of the Avengers. Yeah. Original tapes of the British TV series, The Avengers. That butt. I'd know that butt anywhere. That's Emma Peel. Those are, those are Peel cheeks. Peel, 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 Peel. You know, Emma Peel's the one that wore the really tight jumpsuit. And kicked really high. Thereby allowing us to see every single nuance and fold in her body. <laughs> Jefferson, I've got to order this. To the phones. Uh... Has it occurred to either of you rutabagas that the woman may be pushing 200 by now? Pounds and years? That's why you look at them on tape. If I only had a look at your mother on tape, I'd still be having sex with her. I thought they made this up, Stephen. Like the Avengers thing. Yeah, because when we think of the Avengers now, it's Captain America, Thor, and uh, Iron Man. We'll get, we'll talk about it at the, when we get to the end of the episode. But when the episode ends, it ends with, again, I thought they made it up, the sound of something that they're watching, which is apparently the theme song to this uh, Avengers thing, possibly. And it's it is. Like, okay, thank you. Like she's oh, must be over a hundred, and she can still kick. And I'm like, oh, is that Emma Peel? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a vague reference to Emma Peel, but we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, yeah, you know, I just, because I just it, wanted to throw it all out there because they litter this episode filled with weird names and pop culture references that I don't think we're gonna be able to cover them all. So, listeners, yeah. if you haven't watched this episode first and you're listening to us first. Pop it in and check it out, and I guarantee you, you're going to be whipping out your iPhone or your tablet every 10 seconds going, who? A little sidebar of a note. I believe that there was, it was in production at the time, there was an Avengers uh, uh, movie coming out that revolved around the Avengers characters from the old 1960s television series starring Emma Peel. It was coming out in the 90s, and it has one of the worst ratings on 
uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Internet Movie Database. Oh, dear. Was yeah. this like a made-for-TV movie kind no, of thing? No, no. It was a theatrical thing. I thought wow. of going to see it because I do remember that show a little bit. But uh, when I heard all the reviews, I thought, oh, to hell with that. I'm not going to go watch it. You know what? Maybe you and me will watch it one time and uh, we'll do a little uh, do a little like review our own. Maybe a handwritten review or Well, something. remember what I said a minute ago? I guess it's just me and Buck. Yeah, well... If uh, I could call a cab, it'll just be you. No, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I will not watch that. <laughs> Fine, listeners, I'll watch it. But until then, what we were watching, though, was Married with Children, Season 9, Episode 3, Kelly Breaks Out. And Alan uh, Jefferson are watching this weird show. So even though I'm hosting right now, Stephen, can you explain to me what exactly Al's, like, plot is for this episode what is he was he trying to get because i'm still not a hundred percent sure well he's trying to get a copy of uh, the avengers within appeal is he trying to get a copy of the video or is he trying to get like a commemorative plate no he's just getting a video because remember jefferson walks in later with that video okay so it's a video with her on the cover how is this particular video different than another video no, that's it. You know, I really don't know. It, 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 this plot is like one of the most ridiculous pieces of bullshit I've heard, even for a Married with Children episode. I mean, take out that part and just focus on Kelly. I, I think Married with Children is at a point now where they feel like they have to have a B plot. They have to have the B plot. And the B plot isn't always necessary if you have a good A plot. That's true, but that you know the Simpsons were doing that on this time, and I do think the Simpsons' uh, success on Fox kind of curtailed a lot of the writing movements at this time. And I think it was the whole idea is you need a beginning A plot that may mean nothing to the bigger B plot. And then sooner or later, those two plots intertwined or at least come together at the end, sometimes strongly, sometimes loosely. But you're right. Like, you should have just dropped it. But I will give it, you know, an alternate to this. Married with Children, one of the reasons I love it, is very good at doing very obscure, very weird things. Like, uh, like they could have done something with this. Just have Al trying to get a copy of this video just this video period and uh, i don't know like an uh, about a specific episode and the whole thing is him trying to meet this and he meets a bunch of weird people or maybe get one of those actors from that weird british television show as a guest and have them be a sadistic psycho and torture al that's something mary with children would have done yeah. Right now, we're in the Looney Tunes phase, that you like to call it. And you might remember in season four, we had Desperately Seeking Miss October. You know, mm. that was the plot. There was no B-plot there. It was, it was just... And it was great. Yeah. And that's what made Mary with Children good, is having a good plot. You don't necessarily need a B-story. Now, sometimes it works in well. We're going to be looking at uh, Dial B for Virgin within the next few weeks. And oh, that Steve is a... so excited about this episode. Oh, yeah, it's one of my He's... all-time favorites. I love Miss Hardaway. She is hilarious. 
I don't have a crush on her, but I think she is hilarious. <laughs> but the thing is, there was a good B plot in that one. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it when um, uh, it was in season six, Teacher's Pets? Bud was getting it on with his teacher, and Al was eating. He was eating, going to Chuck E. Cheese's to all the birthday parties. That was a good B plot. This one has no A plot, no B plot. It's a bunch of crap, okay? It's an episode about Kelly, but you need to have something else happening because this ep- this whole plot with Kelly is going to be very strange because if you want to focus on Kelly, which is what they're going to do, they're going to focus on Kelly's story, that's going to be the main thing, mm-hmm. then you can't make your uh, smaller plot that convoluted like you and me we can't even figure out exactly what al's beef is like yeah we know he's trying to get something we're i'm spending time trying to figure that out and then kelly saunters in and i'm just gonna like okay we'll go back to al in a minute i guess but kelly comes on in looking fine i mean i mean i mean not fine i mean fine like christina applegate is looking really really good i think she's finally found herself can I have $200? No, you can't, Pumpkin. We have to save everything we have for the essentials. You know, food, clothing. Hello. Yes, I- I'd like to order the new Emma Peel tape, please. <laughs> Do you have one where she kicks really high? What? Do I look like I'm made of money? Well, just that roll of dimes you keep in your pants. <laughs> Those are quarters. I mean... I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Please, it's only $200. Kelly, I work at the Department of Vehicle Services. How much money do you think I make riding around in the car all day? And remember, I'm upright and in the front seat. <laughs> Please, I need to help me get a beer commercial. A Budweiser? No, Ice Hole. <laughs> Just asking, slut. <laughs> Hole is the name of the beer. It's one of those new microbrewery beers, and they're having auditions for spokesmodels in a couple days. And this could be the biggest thing in my life. And before you know it, I'll be living it up in Hollywood, getting in slap fights with Shannon Doherty, and having my ass grabbed by Bob Barker. Do you have one where she's soaking wet? Uh, or one where she's. Freezing, freezing cold. <laughs> Why, yes, I do sell women's shoes. How, how do you know? Listen, the pictures are only $300, and I only have $100. You have 100 bucks? Yes. Well, I know a place where you might be able to get your pictures done for 100 bucks. Yeah, me too, but I don't want to be in Jugs magazine. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I know another place. You know, I just might be able to help you out. Well, okay. But remember, these have to be the kind of pictures that bring out my best. And smile. And I will say, I thought there were a few funny jokes in here. I I was laughing out loud. Ice hole beer. Yeah, I laughed at that. Like, it's just a, it's so, it's like, what, a a syllable away from asshole? So, yeah. Yeah, That might be a... That might be a reference to uh, an old Michael Keaton movie called Johnny Dangerously. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's with Mary Lou Henner, one of my favorite babes of all time. 
But uh, there's a guy in there, and uh, he keeps calling everyone. He has a weird accent, so instead of calling them assholes, he calls them ice holes. And he doesn't call them assholes. He calls them Fargan ice holes. Fargan ice holes. Of course, they ran that joke. (laughs) But I'm thinking maybe that's where they got this idea. I don't know. You know what? It it possibly is. Again, there was some behind the scenes to this episode of why it is structured this way. I would really like to know. But yes, um, in one of my notes, I have Kelly talking about how she can make her money. Because that's when I really started taking notes. Um, and I wrote, I don't want to be in Jugs magazine. And I'm like, oh, damn, why not? Oh, but no, apparently it's, uh, ta- okay. Explain this to me. So Bud is offering to take the pictures of Kelly for the uh, commercial audition. Yeah. And he's using the DMV camera to take pictures. But in Oklahoma and Texas, and actually this is phasing out, we have tag agencies that take your pictures. You know, you go to the Department of Safety and take, we call it the Department of Safety here. People call it the DMV. It's wrong in oklahoma and texas department of safety you take your driving test there and your or your permit test there then you go to a tag agency and they're the ones who make their your license they're regulated by the state Ooh, it's very boring it's all in-house and very Mm -hmm. inefficient here in michigan it's called the secretary of state they handle all that crap and it's one building you go in you fill out your application there then you go and stand in line to have that application approved, and then you go stand in line again and, like, take two steps to your right and take a picture, and they do it all there. Really? And then also, you know, in regards to that, you know, I think it's just an old joke that, you know, it takes forever to get through with uh, licenses. So this is an old running joke throughout not just Married with Children, but a lot of uh, a lot of TV shows. I just wanted to bring up the DMV thing because I made a note of, again of where Married with Children fails, where they should have succeeded. Married Children loves to get a lot of extras, and that's a big compliment to me. There's like 25 weird and random-looking people in this line at the DMV, and it's just for a panning shot of them all looking disgruntled, and that's over. Yeah. Why aren't people yelling? Why aren't colorful rubes making jokes and stuff? That's one of the things I love about Married Children is they don't, spare expenses on getting just weird extra people to build the world up. That was a wasted opportunity on their part. Then uh, you find out, first of all, that, uh, you know, in the next scene, that's when we find out, one, they didn't, uh, Jefferson and Al didn't get the right video or something. I forget what it was, or it was another... It was an M appeal. Yeah, that's right. It was an M appeal. I think. This is how forgettable this episode was. (laughs) That's not going to affect the mail, is it? Because I'm expecting my Emmett Peel tape today. <laughs> Can I tell you, she could kick really, really high. Daddy. Daddy, I got the commercial. I'm the new ice hole girl. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, sure. Sweetheart, did you see the mailman out there? Daddy, this could be my big break. Aren't you even going to be excited? Well, honey, yes, I'm excited for you. But you know me. I don't get all gushy and emotional. The tape's here. Wait a second, Jefferson. This isn't an M Appeal, Avengers. 
This is a Linda. We couldn't get anybody else to do the show Thorson Avengers. Jefferson, <laughs> we've been hornswoggled. To the phones. <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't have an appeal. And I, I thought I, a slightly good joke when they decided to go to the phones and dial up the company. And, he, and Al wants to know, okay, who regulates you guys? Absolutely no one. He writes that down. Now, that was lame. 1-800-BITE-ME. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So, yeah, a couple of lame jokes in there. And then that's when Kelly reveals her dilemma. Daddy, I'm ruined. My life is even more worthless than yours. Well, how could that possibly be? Well, what about the commercial? There's not going to be a commercial. Why? I've got a zit! <laughs> The dilemma is that she can't do the commercial because she's got a zit, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> like, and listeners, if this sounds like we're, we're not preparing well for the, these episodes, me and Steven literally, before we hit record, did a Hulu watch party where we watched it simultaneously. And we're having trouble recalling this stuff. Like, this is bad. Yeah. But yes, Kelly's got a big old target right on her forehead, a a what? Uh, you know what? It's actually a pretty good zit. I will give them credit yeah. for that. Like, I would be like, "Whoa!" If I saw a zit. But like here's that the thing, you know, and girls have this advantage. You know, it's right in the middle of her forehead, where you know, yeah, a lot of people are going to see it. Why can't you change your hair to where the hair covers the zit? Or put on makeup. It's instead so they dumb. go to those stupid. Oh my god! Yeah. Earth itself. This is the first sit I've ever had in my life, and the commercial's the day after tomorrow. Don't worry, Kelly, you can hardly see it. You mean it? Yes, pumpkin, trust me. No one will ever notice it. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at the size of that zit. <laughs> Before that baby blows, you better warn the villagers living at the base of your feet. <laughs> but don't you see that your sister's in pain? Try to be a little more sensitive. Sweetheart, that thing's not going to leak all over Daddy's shit. <laughs> from you, you know. What else am I going to get from you? What, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and, and, and my bed's going to be wet and I can't find my jammy bottoms? You know, if you really want to go on TV, you could draw a little face on your zit and go on Montel as Siamese twins. <laughs> like, it, if it... You could have done something with this. Like, maybe she goes to get her hair done... By Emma Peel, I don't know, and and she gets her hair done a horrible, horrible color, and like she's freaking out. She tries all different types of things to get out. Uh, the pimple potion is actually decolorizing, uh, like color go kind of thing, and like it would still have the base elements, but it would be a lot more believable. Yeah, like it doesn't you go know, anywhere. And- 
And then there was another bad joke. It's kind of like Al says, honey, no one's going to notice it. She goes up, opens up the door, and someone outside yells, wow, look at the size of that zit. Before that baby blows, we better warn the villagers. Or maybe that was bad. No, I think you actually, so there are two jokes referring to what you, I think you're combining two jokes. Maybe. So there's two of them. So the first one, um, Al is hugging Kelly, and I remember this one made me laugh out loud. She's hugging Kelly, he's like, Oh, pumpkin, don't worry. No one's going to even notice. Literally, second after that, Bud opens the door. It just goes, Whoa! Look at the size of that zit! The next one is when Kelly opens the door. And she's yeah. like, you know what? I Maybe nobody will even notice. And I'm not going to lie, Stephen. I laughed loudly at this. Whoa! Look at the zits on the blonde chick! <laughs> Comedy is all about timing. That joke landed for me. It's telegraphed so hard, but it just happened so quickly. Like, on top and, of that, yeah. it's night. How could he see that? I mean, yeah, that's like that's said, the joke. <laughs> that's just, a, I thought it was a horrible joke. It was it, telegraphed, and it came off as being too canned and too corny. You know, I did like the joke when... They realized they couldn't get the Emma Peel video, but they could get the Three Stooges. Al? Jefferson, can't you see that I'm trying to comfort my daughter here? It's about Emma Peel. Excuse me. (laughs) What's up? Well, they admitted that they don't have an Avengers with Emma Peel, but they did offer a substitute. No! No deal! It's Peel or nothing! It's the Three Stooges. Oh, happy day! Now that I thought was hilarious. That was great. And that should have been the joke from the beginning. It should have been Three Stooges. Keep it timeless. Everybody knows who the Three Stooges are. It could be them fighting over Moe, Larry, and Curly, or Shemp. Jefferson and Al are the perfect Three Stooges fans. Like, they totally could have made that work. And that joke, those jokes would have landed today, as the same as they did in the 90s. The Avengers, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, because they've done Three Stooges before. I mean, not totally act well they do kind of act like him but it wasn't so obvious uh I, there's an episode i think it's actually next season or in the 11th when remember when they're trying to put together that bench you know again three stooges like moments so alan jefferson have done some good stuff like that i would have liked to have seen more of that and less of the um less of just about everything else on this i think we we've been doing a good job explaining why this episode sucks Aren't you going to answer that? No. I was happy. That means it's pig. Hello? It's Mom. Hi, Mom. I'm so glad you called. How's everything going, honey? It's terrible. I've got a huge pimple. Actual Bud Bundy growing from my forehead. Well, you know, Uncle Sticky's getting out of the pen today. You wanted to make you up a batch of his pimple potion? I thought Uncle Sticky's potion is what got him sent to prison in the first place. It did. But I thought you were desperate. No, 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 I am, I am. How 
soon can you get it here? Tomorrow. Cousin Zemo is running a truckload of illegal fireworks to Peoria. I'll just have him drop it off in the morning. Cool. You want to talk to Grandma? Sure. Dad! Mom's gonna send me some homemade pimple stuff. From Uncle Sticky, sweetheart? You remember Uncle Sticky's face, honey? It's where we used to keep our keys. <laughs> now, Pumpkin, I'm afraid you're just gonna have to not do this commercial. Yeah, I mean, how much would you be losing? $2,000. You will do this commercial if it kills you. <laughs> remember, honey, nothing ever good ever came out of Wanker County, and I'm including your mother. So now, here, listen. This is all the money that I've got. Go to a pharmacy and get some real medicine. Outside? But, Dad, what if somebody sees my pimple? Pumpkin, it's dark. No one's gonna see the pimple. I guess you're right. I guess I'm just being silly, huh? Whoa! Look at the zits on the blonde chick! <laughs> Thank God he didn't see the pimple, huh? <laughs> but I'm really having, you know, look, I'm, I'm still, we're halfway through this episode, and I'm like, maybe once we get to the whole commercial, we'll see some great things. Or maybe when we get Oh, her. what gave me hope was when, was when they were watching at the beginning and he was glad that Peg wasn't there to see the home shopping network and then they get a call from Waker County, Wisconsin. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. That is funny. Now, but here's the problem. Waker County is so famous for the show now. Unless Katie Seagal was doing something or legit could not be here in in you need to have the episode with her in it leaving at the beginning to go to Waker County so the audience can remember and understand exactly what's happening or you need to have her calling more if it's a thing that Katie Seagal can't make it on the set well then in post you need to have more scenes of her calling she needs to be more of a presence because yeah. I kind of forgot about her, which is something you should never do with Peg. She can't be a character you just forget about. Yeah, I, I'm guessing she probably couldn't be there. Maybe she has some sort of commitment. But uh... but but no, like I I did write down like I love every Waker County stuff. I love it all, and the, it was a really 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 funny scene between her and uh, Kelly when she's talking about Uncle Stinky's purple. Pimple potion. Oh, oh God. <laughs> like you, you know what the best cure for a pimple is? You know, my dad was a doctor. A knife. And, and my mom was a nurse. And they always told me the same thing. They said, just use... Um, a oh, needle. God, what, Neil Sporn. Neil Sporn. Oh, I thought you were going to say a hot needle. And no. just jam it in there. No, Neil Sporn. Hmm. That'll clear it up within two days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. For all you young Married with Children fans. But yeah. there is a good segment, and even the good segment is still at its weakest. We have our traditional Al and Marcy fight. You know my women's group and I are going to protest. What? The Stooges? <laughs> if you don't like them, how come you keep getting your hair cut like Mo? <laughs> you primordial ooze. It has come to my attention that Kelly is the new ice hole beer girl. Now, 
You have done some low things before. But to allow your own daughter to flaunt her body to sell beer, that's low even for you. Jefferson? She's right, Al. <laughs> Marcy, let me explain something to you. Buck, 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 buck. Buck, 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 buck. Funny. She's right, Al. But unlike evolution, I am not letting you off the hook, Al. Now, can you please tell me what a woman's body has to do with selling beer? All right. Number one, if it wasn't for beer, there'd be at least three people who probably wouldn't even be married. Me. <laughs> Jefferson. And probably, uh, Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> and number two, since men buy beer, advertisers have to cater to what we want. And, hold on to your corncob pipe, we like pretty women. Ergo, pretty women sell good products, ugly women sell tennis rackets. Pretty women cars, Ugly women, minivans. <laughs> Pretty women make us buy beer. Ugly women make us drink beer. Yes. And, well, it, on paper, everything works. Everything works. Absolutely, Marcy would be upset about this. Absolutely, Al and Marcy would fight about this kind of stuff. But it feels like they're just... Like, the actors don't have any heart in this episode. No one's really, like, making me feel they're believing. Like, when, there are fights, even when last season, with Al and Marcy that it gets heated. It gets real with between those two. Like, you can feel the vile between each other. And this one, it's just like we're reading, they're reading their lines. Uh-huh. Do you get what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, because like, they were like going through. It's I like to use the term "going through the motions." Yes, because they, you could tell they weren't having fun. That's the thing when you could tell the actors are having fun. Like I thought they were having fun in uh, season eight, uh, "Dances with Wheezy." I think you could tell they were having so much fun with that one. Oh, the absolutely. entire cast. Yeah, absolutely. They were having an insane fun. Um, the uh, Iron Haze, which. Me, Stephen, and Alex uh, did a really good job with that one. But that one, we, in that episode, we did talk about, like, how a lot of that premise didn't really work out that well. But the actors, sure as heck, were having a lot of fun with it. I do yeah, agree this, with that. This one, just, it's just not. Talking about a Pimples. little bit on Marcy and Al and their interaction... Oh. And I got to hand it to Al, and I thought this was some good writing. When, you know, she uh, Marcy's upset because Al is using her his daughter to, um, you know, sell beer. And he kind of just tells it like it is. You know, number one, if it weren't for beer, there'd be at least three people here who probably wouldn't even be married. That's a good point. Yeah, those are some yeah. awesome owns. Yeah. And it's just... Observations, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. quite frank, but that but that's a problem though. Like 
you're the arguments that Marcy has, and I get it. She's a super like aggressive uh, anti-sexism person, but she, her arguments are usually the, the the things that she's upset about are usually more valid. Like, yeah, it probably is a little sexist to be using, you know, girl like young girls to sell beer, but at the same time, um, that's called advertising and yeah it's kelly's not a 15 year old girl she's a adult woman at this point in the show and if she wants to do this it it would be one thing if al was tricking her into doing this that would be different if he was peddling his daughter to like like for beer for almost for beer money that is the grittier Mary with children that I know. I would believe something like that. But no, like uh, Kelly already wants to do it. And Al's being a supportive father. Yeah. That's one thing. Uh, I've known uh, a couple of dads. They were a little uneasy at first, but they supported their daughters becoming Hooters girls. I will say, I thought this was kind of poignant here because after Marcy leaves, that's when Al questions Jefferson. Hey, you know, am I wrong to use my daughter to to uh, do this? Now, there is a line, and I have the history brought up here, but I'm also going through our transcript right now, Stephen. So Al, Al, Al's saying it, and it was like, I think it was um somebody, somebody asked Al, name three women. Named three people. He's like, oh, it was it was back about from the beer conversation. Number one, if yeah. it wasn't for beer, there'd be at least three people who probably wouldn't even be married. Me, Jefferson, and Lisa Marie Presley. Oh yes, <laughs> I didn't get that. And anytime I'm, I'm I'm trying to at the very least we can bring some historical pop culture to our listeners here. Okay, so listeners, Lisa Marie Presley, if you didn't already get it was uh, married to this little singer, you might have heard of him, Michael Jackson. Well, they met in 1975 when a seven-year-old Presley attended several of his concerts in Las Vegas. Now, according to a friend of Presley's, their adult friendship began in November 1992 in L.A., as child molestation accusations became public, Jackson became dependent on Lisa for emotional support. And she was concerned about his faltering health and his addiction to drugs. Lisa explained, quotes, I believed he didn't do anything wrong and that he was wrongly accused. And yes, I started falling for him. I wanted to save him. I felt that I could do it. Shortly afterwards, she tried to persuade Jackson to settle the allegations out of court and go into rehabilitation to recover. He subsequently did both. In January 1996, citing irreconcilable differences, Lisa Marie filed for divorce according to legal papers. Well, hmm. where the hell does that have to do with beer? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, are they like trying to imply that he was she was drunk as hell when she met uh, Michael? Like. Who knows? And by the way, Lisa Marie Presley they get, is know. daughter of Elvis Presley. I should yeah. I should have went with that one, but um, that's so weird. It's just a like I get Al and Jefferson. That's funny as hell, but uh, like I don't know. That was just so strange. I was hoping when I read it out loud, something would click in my head of how, why that joke would work, 
but it doesn't. Um, You're, oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I just, I was trying, Married with Children, I was trying to help you by reading all that, and it failed. <laughs> Jefferson, you don't think I'm wrong for having Kelly do this, do you? Well, Al, she'll probably be parading around half-naked to sell cheap beer to a bunch of leering, screaming yahoos. Oh, you're right, buddy. It's a tough call. <laughs> you want to go to the nudie bar and think about it? <laughs> okay. And they decide to go to the nudie bar to figure it out. That's funny. Yeah. That well, was I also What I also like about that is that's what gets you to think. Now, I admit, yeah, I've been to some uh, strip bars in my life, but I haven't been to one in ages. And here's the thing for me. I stopped going when I realized a lot of these girls are young enough, almost young enough to be my daughter. And that's when I realized I don't need to be going there anymore. Really? That's when I started going. But <laughs> Are you old enough to have a daughter? Oh, yeah, man. Um, the average uh, millennial was having kids at age like 18 or 19. And I'm going to be 31 in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I could have had I could have had You could have had a daughter but not one old enough to to de- want to, to go out and do that. Eh, it depends on the state you're in. But uh <laughs> just, yeah. hey, you ever seen Raisins on South Park? Their version yeah. of Hooters? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they try to use parody to get you to think about a little bit. You know, I think that was the genius of that old classic movie Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. A lot of racist things in there. But it's also funny, and that's what gets you to think, why am I laughing at this? I don't want to go into a huge divergent, but I think humor works a lot better to get you thinking about it as opposed to just preaching us. And that's why I liked that scene where he's just like, like, man, you're right. Should we be really uh, perversing um, or encouraging a bunch of middle-aged men to be staring at women flaunting their bodies? (sighs) Ah. You want to go to the nudie bar and think about it? Yeah. Yeah. And then they just strut out like, that was funny to me because they're, that's the joke right there. And it lets the audience make up their mind if that was funny or not. And mm-hmm. I, what I thought you were going to say, Stephen, is like, I've been to strip clubs before, but this is what I thought you were going to say. I don't think I've ever gone there as my thinking place. <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. You don't go there to think because all the blood is going to leave your brain and go to somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, my ears hurt. All the blood went to my ears, right? Oh, <laughs> it's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. All right, so 
we have this quick montage of Kelly putting out all these um, these concealer products and stuff to try to get rid of her zit. And then you've got this Uncle Stinky's pimple potion in a Winnie the Pooh honey pot looking thing. Um, I'm not going to lie. This was funny, but it made me want more. Like, I like that the applicator is just a huge <laughs> hazardous rubber glove. <laughs> and it's like already steaming when she opens it. Yeah. Cool mm-hmm. effect on that. I was trying to figure out how they how they did that. I wonder if it was like a like a one of those smoke bombs that was um timed to go off or something. It was pretty cool. Hmm. But so yeah, she puts on the pimple stuff and you're left wondering, is it going to work? And then we get to where I hope, please, God, let us have some humor. And man, does it fail. We, yeah. get, a new, we get a new set. All right. Yeah, I, I think. Well, it's probably the same set they used in. Um, uh, Mr. Empty Pants. It could have been that one. But I was thinking of that one when they had the gutter cats on. Ooh, yeah. And Kelly was, I can't think of its name all of a sudden. But anyway, you know, could they probably just had that one and rearranged it a little bit. I know this set's going to be used again at least two or three more times. And I think actually it was also used in the episode where Al's shooting, mostly this is the commercial thing going here, where Al's shooting like um, sports commercials and he gets oh, yeah. punched. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks kind of like that. So it, what I'm saying is when I when we get to the set, I'm feeling hopeful because a lot of my favorite episodes of Married with Children are on like television fake sets uh, where people are shooting something. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like jokes to be had there. And man, do... <sighs> ah, let me see. What part are you going to be playing? Handsome, romantic lead or Eskimo? <laughs> Take a guess. Welcome aboard, Nanook. Let's see, where's the... Hi there. You're not here for the handsome romantic lead, are you? I don't play that at home. Look, we're running late here. Has anybody seen the Bundy babe? Women are not babes. I thought we nixed the sea lions for this commercial. We heard that. Uh, listen, don't mind them. I keyed their pickups on the way in. <laughs> I'm Al. I'm Kelly's father. Uh, she had a blemish. It made her a little nervous. And uh, against her father's wishes, she used some stuff that was cooked up by my idiot wife's idiot relatives. And, well, there were some mild side effects. So nothing that can't be, you know, solved with the creative lighting. But, uh, well, you guys are the experts. So why don't you tell me? Uh, pumpkin! When did Eskimo jokes stop being funny? Or were they ever, Stephen? You're older than me. Well, Was well, that a I, thing? I don't know, because we have this place here in Oklahoma called Eskimo Joe's. And uh, that's oh. where you go get all your OSU stuff, Oklahoma State. That's the rock. We have two universities, University of Oklahoma Sooners and then the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And Sooners, Stillwater's Sooners. where the OSU campus is, and they have a place there called Eskimo Joe's. And they've spread out, and you can get more stuff. And actually, it was also a restaurant, too. But there was a somebody was calling for it to be renamed because they thought that was racist. This was just this last year. 
But yeah, like that's a whole different kettle of fish. And yes, there are different gray areas of what's offensive and what's not. However, if you're a director of a commercial called for ice hole beer, where you are going to have up Inuits playing the traditional Eskimo way, and your people are showing up, and then this very Asian-looking person shows up and goes, well, I can see you're probably not one of the beautiful women or the uh, handsome man thing. And he's like, what do you think? And he goes, here you go, Eskimo, and hands in this thing, get the f*** out of my face kind of like attitude. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this guy's a piece of shit. I'm immediately supposed to hate him. This is probably going to be great. Nope, nope, nope. Hmm. Okay. It, it it's barely even touched upon after that. Like he loses that complete uh, veneer of just hinting at a a racist piece of crap. Because remember, that's the one thing that Al Bundy isn't. He is not a racist, as far as we know. Yeah, like he's not. He is a sexist. He is a homophobe, and he is a all downright gross human being but for some strange reason he does not seem to be a, a person who has any problem with race mm -hmm. so yeah. you know uh i had to pull this up and this is a thing by john cleese uh that he wrote came across it back uh during the pandemic well during the beginning of the pandemic and he kind of ribs at all of the different uh european countries the English are feeling the pinch in relation to the recent terrorist threats and have therefore raised their security level from miffed to peeved. Soon, though, security levels may be raised yet again to irritated or even a bit cross. The English have not been a bit cross since the Blitz in 1940, when tea supplies nearly ran out. Terrorists have been recategorized from tiresome to a bloody nuisance. The last time the British issued a bloody nuisance warning level was 1558 when threatened by the Spanish Armada. The Scots have raised their threat level from pissed off to let's get the bastards. <laughs> uh, they don't have any other levels. <laughs> this is the reason they've been used on the front line of the British Army for the last 300 years. Oh, my God. I can totally hear this in Cleese's voice, too. <clears throat> I, I love British humor. It's so much more clever than American humor. It's it, it's its own thing. It's completely different. I do find it funny when Americans try to replicate it, they fail. Oh yeah, um, they can't do it. So, all right, we're just gonna like I'm just gonna run right through this. So basically, the uh, the commercial's about to happen. Uh, Al comes in to introduce Kelly, and is like prepping everybody for you know we had a little mishap with the you know the pimple stuff, and here you are, and everybody on the set supposedly seeing what we're seeing everyone starts at her ankles and then goes straight up it's I, looking good for a while oh my god <laughs> i'm just laughing because it's we're seeing from her ankles up and it's a big reveal and everybody else in the episode reacts the same way as we we should too it's like all right everybody started her feet and nobody look at her face until we get to the top like <laughs> And yeah. lo and behold, she is. We have Christina Applegate wearing a pretty good bald cap. I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty damn good. And I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, really? I think it was a no. pretty good bald cap. You like, can see it. You, there was a bit big. Uh, I don't know. I, well, not a crease, but a big an area. I think it was on her left side of her 
of, of her left eye. Well, you could tell it was off of her uh, skin. Okay, well, I, you know what? I'll, I'm going to give them a little bit of credit where I can. Like, it looked like a quick job, but it's not bad. And but then she's got this very pathetic looking goatee on, and she's just buds. Yeah, yeah, she's just standing there. This is our spokesmodel. This we're selling beer here, fella. Not Lucky Charms. <laughs> I need someone gorgeous to sell this crap. Thank you. This should be a slam dunk multi-million dollar discrimination lawsuit. Discrimination suit? Yes. I am Marcy Darcy, here on behalf of the Coalition for the Aesthetically Challenged. Challenged? <laughs> I'd say defeated, exiled, and left for dead. <laughs> you mind repeating that? As a matter of fact, I, I do. Anyway. You will use Kelly in this commercial as she is, or we will slap the biggest lawsuit on you that you have ever had. Could they possibly do that? Sue on behalf of the ugly? How can they win that? Four words. Attorney General Janet Reno. And then it goes to where I was very surprised it went this way basically the director says you can't be here um marcy's like oh no no you have to do that um if we if if you don't hire her because she's already hired so like yeah so that's that's the cool thing there is some legal work in here that you can't fire her just because she doesn't look good wrong you absolutely can um yeah (laughs) if it's a visual thing um but they kowtow to marcy's Group association for the aesthetically uh, challenged, <laughs> the u- u- ugly people, and um, and then CAC, Kel- I guess. I thought it was yeah. I thought their group was Fang. Uh, association for aesthetically challenging. Uh, at- maybe okay. It's weird. It's um, the coalition for the aesthetically challenged. I'm looking at that, but what I'm getting at, I thought her group was called Fang. Oh, that's a different group. She's head of many different groups, uh, Stephen. Like she's evangelizing women all across the country. Um, yeah, she's the feminazi, I guess you could say. Of I think secretly, of, she was that woman mm-hmm. from uh, from Ricola. I think she was secretly Ricola. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I never thought about that. That's mm, a good insight there. She's living a double life. She actually owns that home in Michigan, and she writes uh, in the, she writes with a pen name. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my fan fiction. But basically, uh, but, yeah, she. And gets... now there was a good line on that. Uh, you know, he said they're going to slap him with the biggest lawsuit. Could they possibly do that? So, on behalf of the ugly, how can they win? Four words. Attorney General Janet Reno. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, Stephen. Everyone remembers the famous uh, District Attorney uh, Janet Wood Reno. No, I don't. And for the rest of you people who are not over the age of 40, let me read. So, Janet Wood Reno was an American lawyer who served as the Attorney General of the United States from 1993 until 2001. 
President Bill Clinton nominated Reno on February 11th, 1993, and the Senate confirmed her in the following month. She was the first woman to serve as Attorney General and the second longest serving Attorney General in the U.S. history after William Wirt. And so basically, she's the first district attorney, meaning we have a woman yeah. here who is going to somehow intervene on a civil lawsuit, which is something the attorney general wouldn't have any uh, nope. power to do <laughs> in the first place. You no, know, she was in charge during the Waco fiasco oh, in Ruby Ridge. Shit, that's and, right. Of course, you know, I did like her. I thought she was one of the best attorney generals we've had mm-hmm. ever because she didn't play politics. She took and she took things seriously. Was it Will Ferrell who played her on Saturday Night Live skits? I think. I think it. That's who he was playing? Okay, I think you're right. I think so. Yeah, did it great. When your wife looks like this, you might as well dive into an ice hole. Ice hole beer. When it's 2 a.m. and you gotta do something. Coming up next on Business Week in Review, the marketing geniuses behind the successful media campaign for Ice Hole Beer. I'm finally on my way to fame and fortune. When this beer takes off nationally and takes Kelly with it, I'll be rich. You mean, you mean we'll be rich? Yeah, yeah, we'll be rich. Me and Kelly. (laughs) For once, and I'm not afraid to say it, Al Bundy can't lose. Well, I was fired. Can't win either. (laughs) What happened? Well... Once my hair grew back and the beard fell off, they said that I was too pretty to be doing beer commercials. In fact, advertisers are so afraid of good-looking people that the producers won't even touch me. Well, they'll touch me, they just won't hire me. (laughs) Dad! Dad, what are we gonna do about the money? Don't worry, we'll just ugly her up. Uh, You call Uncle Sticky and tell him we need something more permanent. Sweetheart, don't worry about a thing. When we get done with your face this time, you'll be given warthogs dry heaves. That's so sweet, Daddy. Um, Okay, so basically, we've got... So (laughs) It's such a lazy-ass ending, because here's how it works, folks. She gets the commercial part because Marcy threatens a lawsuit, and they kowtow. Cut to uh, Al watching TV, and then... uh, Kelly walks in and goes, I didn't get it because after my hair grew back and the beard fell out. <laughs> oh, the beard falling out did make me laugh. Yeah. And my beard fell out. Then they said I'm too pretty to be on TV. And I'm so pretty that now producers won't even touch me. Oh, they will touch me, but they won't hire me. They and won't like, hire me. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So now every like commercial place is now hiring ugly women and they're afraid to hire you know beautiful ones now i guess we're supposed to assume that here's the commercial but it's too late they already hired my ugly replacement already who see for yourself here's the commercial (laughs) hello remember me (laughs) oh my god she's a (laughs) hundred She's still kicking high. <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, 
they're implying that Emma Peel is in the commercial, but the commercial's uh, sound is the intro to the Avengers British television show? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, sadly. <laughs> oh, good God. Okay, well. And just to give you an idea, you know, and I remember, remember he said that, uh, oh, my God, she's 100. Well, for everyone to know, Emma Beale. Oh, my uh. good God. Oh, God. Listeners, listeners, listeners. I This is right from the Google search uh, page of my Chromebook. Emma Peele, this nobody that I keep trying to remember, is Marjorie... Uh, is a Marjorie... Uh, um, Tyrell from Damn. Game of Thrones. She's the uh, old lady who get who do a uh, spoiler to Game of Thrones kills Joffrey by poisoning him. Um, the thank you for ruining that for everybody. You know, I'm kidding. Oh, it's been out long enough, and I gave him a spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, but it's like I couldn't. Wow. So okay, you know what, listeners, I might actually have to be watching this Avengers TV show because she's brilliant. Okay. In Game of Thrones. Okay, actually, her name is Diana Rigg. Oh, really? Then why did they bring up Emma Peel? Oh, good. I'm going to cut the name of that her. Crap. I think that was the name of her character, wasn't it? Diana Rigg. That's what I thought. Let's see here. Yeah, she was in Game of Thrones. She was. Okay, good. Yeah, and let me go back here to 1961. Uh... uh, uh. Yeah, she was in the Avengers. Oh, I see. She wasn't a regular until 1965 and 1968. Damn. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she has about 71 credits. And yeah, she was in um, the uh, Game of Thrones that you were mentioning. She's done... uh, She's incredible. I guess a lot of this stuff is British stuff because I'm not familiar with hardly any of this stuff. Yeah, Stephen, I just sent you a uh, Facebook... um message of the picture that i found of uh uh, it's like it's showing a picture of her from the avengers next to her as marjorie uh tyrell yeah that's a good one and that's the way i remember and that's the way we do remember so they're talking about the character in appeal who was played by diana rigg and actually it's sad it looks like here that uh hang on a second she died in september 10th just this last September, <gasps> she was eighty-two years old. Oh God, R.I.P. So it's Diana. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, that's another blow to Mary with children. I thought Emma Peel was the name of the damn actress. I, just, I didn't know that's the character. Why was he talking about her yeah. as a character? Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> also, she was born in nineteen thirty-eight. This came out what in ninety-three. Mm-hmm. So she's in her sixties. Oh, that's so mean. She's only like what? She could be around Ed. O- maybe the joke Not was quite that 60. she. Maybe the joke was that her and Ed O'Neill maybe had like the same birthday, and he's like, oh, she's only like what seven years older than me, maybe at this time." Like, ah, <laughs> uh, well, but, who knows? But uh, it doesn't even look like she was in the Avengers uh, movie reboot that they tried. I was going to take a quick look at that. And how the hell do you not bring back? Like, 
as many people as possible, even for just a bit part. She's a parking attendant or something like that, or old lady in the bar who says hello. Like, you gotta bring back the regulars if you're gonna reboot. You know, it's like... Yeah, okay, here we go. It has a 3.8 rating on Internet Movie Database, the Avengers movie that came out in 1998, and it doesn't look like they got... Oh, wait a minute. Patrick McAnee was in it. Sean Connery was in it. Uma Thurman, that's who played Dr. Emma Peel. Mm, and, okay. uh, but I am not seeing uh, Miss Riggs in it. She didn't come back for it. Huh. But uh, it, everyone said it was terrible, and I, so I stayed away from it. With a 3.8 on uh, Internet Movie Database, that tells me I would not want to go see it because, you know, that's driven more by the fans. And... Uh, real quick on Rotten Tomatoes, I'll take a look on that one real quick. Yeah, you got to stay and get you- clear of those like ones made just for the fans because, yeah, they can get a little niche. Uh, that can just yeah not. It's not on the Avengers. The Avengers has a five percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and that's combined between between the um, the the audience and the um, hmm. reviewers. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, listeners, the uh we we've talked a little bit more about the Avengers almost than Married with Children, but yeah, the Avengers, nineteen sixty one drama, six seasons. And I'm looking it up right now. They're all available on YouTube, iTunes, Voodoo, and Amazon Prime for it seems to be only a couple bucks an episode. So you know and what? TV, it's worth a the shot. The T V show wasn't bad. I remember watching it with my cousin and my brothers. Uh, when we were young, and we would get a kick out of it, we would then try and imitate the high kicks and everything. It's got an eight point three percent out of eight point three out of ten on Google Television. So, you know what? Yeah, it might be. Well, a like good... I said, the series itself wasn't was pretty good. It was that god awful movie, apparently. Oh, true. Yeah, and I say god awful, even though I haven't seen it. But when you have a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a three point four on Internet Movie Database, you, that's something you want to avoid. Oh, wow. I'm going through... I'm on IMBD right now, and I'm going through this show's episode titles. And this is so funny, because obviously back in the 60s, they weren't thinking of people knowing the titles of episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got... These are season four episodes. The Cybernauts. The Hour That Never Was. The House yeah. the house That Jack Built. Hmm. Not not the Lars von Trier horror film, um, <laughs> the house that Jack built. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's these are some interesting. Death's Door, The Joker, a touch. I of, do believe that was a British TV series. Though it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, so murders. Gonna, Bill. <laughs> yeah. British TV is like British uh, cinema. It's usually a little bit more eclectic. True. And uh, then American. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. 
You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Steven, how many ice hole beers are you going to chug for Kelly Breaks Out? I would chug two ice hole beers. I don't know if that'd be enough to get me drunk to like this, but, you know, ah. <laughs> I'd rather have the beers and pop. I haven't had a zit since I was like 21 or something like that. So, well, so two ice hole beers. I thought this was the worst one since every Bundy has his birthday. Ooh. Uh, that's, uh, you know what? This episode is actually better than that one. <laughs> I'd <laughs> rather watch that one again. I will give you that. So maybe a little bit more, but yeah, two. Uh, I I think that's the lowest rating I've given so far. Of course, we haven't gotten to enemies yet. I think that's next season. True. Yeah. Well, Stephen, while you're sipping on your ice hole, ice hole beer, it's got to taste like piss, right? It's got to be watered down, worse than natty ice like beer, right? Right? It's got to taste terrible. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So while you're drinking, Probably smells bad too. <laughs> so while, while you're drinking that nasty beer over there, I am going to crack open five Miller High Life beers, Stephen, because I'm going to need all five of them to pop this one disgusting zit off my forehead. One, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, I hated, I f-ing hated this episode. This was so so bad and maybe it's because we've taken a little bit of a break and we haven't done this uh in a couple of months and i in the meantime during quarantine i've been practicing my reviewer skills by analyzing movies and trying to see what works and what doesn't and you shouldn't do the same thing to a television show but coming back into this after a really good season eight it's just it was so sad. The plot made no sense. The fact that we couldn't understand what was really happening in certain areas for a freaking Married with Children episode, that's bad. The pop culture references were too obscure and too numerous to and badly chosen. It, like uh, Even with me grow, growing up when I did and being somewhat familiar with the Avengers, even I had trouble... You know, you, we just realized I had trouble keeping Emma Peel separate from Diana Riggs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you didn't. They didn't even hit their demographic. So this didn't even no. have a sense of nostalgia for you. And you're right. Like, do the Three Stooges. Pick things that are going to be that you have a good idea that are still going to be relevant later on. And they didn't do that. Uh, the plots didn't work out very well. They didn't incorporate the characters into it at all. Nobody seemed to know what they were doing. And the acting wasn't even that good. And the dialogue wasn't good either. Nothing You could tell they were not having fun with this one. In fact, the only... Exactly. 100%. They weren't having fun. That's the biggest, biggest uh, fail. But the two... The number one biggest fail. And what should have gotten this one zit. And it's got one zit, but not for this reason. Because they failed on that too. They failed on the ending. Usually, Mary with Children finds a way, even in bad episodes, to end on a bump, 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 kind of like moment. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. one, this one failed. The only, uh, and this is going to sound sexist, listeners, 
the only thing that's given this giving me even one zit for this episode is Christina Applegate. I do believe Christina Applegate was was caring about this. She was. I do feel like she was giving it her all. She was wearing lots of cool outfits and lots of sexy ones too. Uh, that's the wardrobe department. Oh yeah, like that's it's all the wardrobe. So you know what? The wardrobe department gets my uh, award for this one. Like she's looking great, and um, I don't normally get to see Kelly like express so many different sides visually of herself. So that was kind of cool. Usually they just have her jumping around to like you know like look good. This one it's actually her trying to look good for her own reasons. So I kind of like that, and I just think Christine Applegate's a really good actress. I like her, but it's so like I'm barely skidding that zit out. Normally I would I probably I almost left this one on my forehead. Like, ugh. well, at the same time, uh, you know, for me it was. <sighs> You know why I gave it two? Aside from the two good jokes, uh, I thought there were a few decent moments in there. It's just overall, just those t- few moments cannot carry such a whole show. Yeah, we're not watching and an SNL skit. We're not watching like a um, a sketch show or something. This is uh, which this that's what this felt like to me was a sketch show. This is and, yeah. and it's not. And I am not going to be watching this one again. I mean, I'd rather watch Battlefield Earth. I'd rather watch <gasps> Smokey and the Bandit 3. I'd rather watch a, a, a porno with B. Arthur and Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Oh, man. That's Send me that one, please. Like <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Woo! Damn. Okay, <laughs> listeners. If you... I'd rather watch those stupid Limu Emu commercials on an endless loop. I'm pulling them up right now. I would <laughs> rather watch every single sequel of Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre without ever having to get to see the first ones ever again. Okay. I hope that doesn't include Wes Craven's new Nightmare in the sequels. Oh, it does. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you are going to smoke a turd in hell just for that joking, one. Just joking, just joking, just joking. <laughs> you know what? But thank you. I would rather rewatch the uh, the new Nightmare, uh, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Jackie O'Hurley going full pedophile oh, over and over and over again on loop than watch mm. this episode again. I mean, we should have just done this. Like, figure it out. Like, keep talking, yeah. tossing out, like, what we would watch instead of this. <laughs> Oh, Tyler, I, I got to tell you this, too. I mm-hmm. might get a kick out of this. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I teach kids to drive part-time, and Christmas break, so we're doing more of it. And it was just a few weeks ago, and I was talking about, uh, with one kid, one of my hobbies is podcasting, and I help with a podcast called Mary Witch Children Podcast. This kid knows about it. He says his dad uh, was watching it. and He knows about uh, the show or knows about the podcast? He knows about the show, at least, the Mary oh, okay. show. Because his dad was a big fan. And um, I don't know if his dad has shown up yet as a member, but I told the kid, and he says, oh, I've got to tell my dad about this because he loves that show. Oh, man. So, Steven, you are way more cavalier with your mm-hmm. students about your podcast life. Mm-hmm. I would never in a million trillion years 
even give the chance that a, one of my students would hear me on a podcast. Because then I'm like, <laughs> all right, I got to move away from this state now. Like, <laughs> you'll never get the respect back. Well, I don't know. I think it would depend on what the podcast you're doing is, because I've got another friend who hosts a podcast on history, and he makes it really relatable. He has a YouTube channel called Mr. Beat. Maybe you've heard of him, but he's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I have He does a lot of good videos. You might use that. They're great to use in the classroom, too. Yeah, Yeah, so good for him. But yeah, like, okay, history podcast where we make history fun, awesome. Married with Children review... No, no, no. I I don't want the PTA to find out about this. Like, <laughs> well, it's not like you're reviewing, you know, Sharon Stone movies or. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll that'll get you a raise. Yeah, but, um... or you know, like uh, you know, Dan. If I was doing like a horror podcast, but you know, I wouldn't tell him about the horror because, you know, I think that could get you into a little hot water. Is, as opposed to a oh absolutely it's just a political, a, yeah it's just it's just x-ray material and it's funny that you said that like i would love to get on in with one of those april fools uh reviews because oh, they, be i've funny. noticed they yeah i just watched that movie for the very first time and it it my brain i'm like whoa it that does yeah. not happen to me too often with horror but don't worry listeners we're we we are not quitting our job. We're we're gonna go forward into season nine, and I am. Well, fortunately, our, the next time we get together, we're gonna have a much better episode. But oh, uh, <laughs> it, it can't be worse. And if it is worse, I then there's something wrong with us because then I don't remember things too well. But well, we are reviewing this in 2020 as well. That is true. The abyss, yeah. And uh, I just want to remind you guys that. Uh, all the listeners out there that tune in next week when the team Australia is going to be discussing Naughty But Nice, directed by Jerry Cohen and written by David Castro. And what's going to happen is Bud is going to meet Marcy's um, niece. Ooh. And things are going to get hot. I am so excited for that episode. I'm so jealous that they get to do that one, and we got stuck with this crap. I was just thinking the same thing. Why couldn't we have done that one instead of Kelly Breaks Out? Oh, well. Damn it, Australia. I guess that's how the cookie crumbles. Damn you, Australia. You save the movie industry, and you also get to have the best episodes. Good for you. Uh, Well, I don't know. You and I also have Ship Happens, and uh, uh, I like those. And we do have Dial... uh, Dial... um, Dial V for Virgin as well. Oh wait, is that? Is... Yeah, yeah, that's it. We'll be that's our next one. We'll be doing. That is, and awesome. we, uh, we will also be hosting later on down the. Uh, uh, I think it's episode sixteen. Get the Dodge out of Hell with the return of Steve Rhodes, and yes, we are going to do our best to get the great Jerry Herring to return for that episode. I so will, that's going to be a great one. I will badger him relentlessly on Facebook until he does it. Um. Oh, I, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He, he told me he would in a live feed a, a couple of months ago or something like that. Okay, well, that's good. Um, uh, one more thing I want to plug. The original Al, uh, Alex uh, Edwards himself, has made his own fan film of Friday the 13th 
which I have yet to see because I really want to make an experience out of that. I want to rewatch the original Friday the 13th, maybe uh, the second one as well, uh, back to back, and then just dive right into his fan film because no one deserves to make it better. I'm sure it's amazing. Um, go to the Skeleton Crew uh, page or reach out to him directly on the Married with Children website to find out where. There's, uh, there's also YouTube links um, that we can share. It's really great. Definitely check it's it in out. My, it's, it's on my list. And actually, I was intending on watching it on New Year's Eve. I thought that'd be the perfect time to watch it. Ooh, that's, you know what? I might do that too. Okay, so you know what? That's a good idea. Good, Nice way to... I don't want this to be one of the last things I watched for 2020. <laughs> yeah, I need to go and turn on something now. So, I, you know, in case I die, I will not have that listed as the last thing I watched. Kelly breaks that. I know. I'm going to go watch The Irish Men with no subtitles for the next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All man. right. Okay, Stephen. Well, it's great to be back, and I am looking forward to this. So until me too. So until then, well, at least at least a better episodes. <laughs> absolutely, uh, yes. I am looking forward to now that this episode is over. Going forward, so so until next time, you guys out there in La La Land, keep being um, a Bundy. A Bundy, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later. Or don't be a nice hole. Don't be. A- Stop. I'm the host, Stephen. I get to have the last word. Okay, then you say it. All right. Uh, bye. The Merry with Children podcast was recorded on tape before a live studio audience. <laughs>